Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosol, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show on Wax 104.5. Good morning. It's a fabulous Friday morning, but it is pretty foggy out there. I did get to see some uh, wildlife on my way in. There was rabbits running all around in my yard. I'm thinking that's why my dog likes to bark in the middle of the night because she's seeing the rabbits outside the window. And yes, she's inside at night. So even the cold weather, warm weather, whatever. She's kind of a spoiled dog. Uh, the deer were out eating at their normal uh, corn pile at the edge of the road. So be careful out there. The fog is very thick. I was very happy for the lines on the road to help me get to where I needed to go this morning. But give yourself a little extra time because it is definitely foggy. Um, hopefully it lifts later today but i know there is a fog advisory out there so put on those fog lights and give yourself some time and <laughs> slow uh, slow down but it is 35 degrees out there so at least we have that going for us so it doesn't i didn't have any trouble with any ice on the way in yeah yesterday I had quite an adventure i went to elmwood to tape their ffa and they are the featured FFA chapter for this Saturday morning for our FFA on the air. And then I went over to, and, and then I volunteered to tape some uh, Pledge of Allegiance with uh, the little kids because that school has all the grades in it, so it's easy to access. Um, so I just went to the office and I asked if any of them wanted to do the pledge. And all of a sudden I had... 4Ks and kindergartens and first grade. I did second grade, third grade, and fourth grade. So got a whole bunch of new audio for Alex for the Pledge of Allegiance. And boy, they enjoy hearing themselves when I play it back for them and the smiles on their faces. And I just, I truly enjoy that interaction with those kiddos. And then after I was done with that, I went over to Ellsworth and I did their tape, their FFA on the air. They will be coming in in February with their, uh, when they will be the featured chapter. So, and oh, so many good things happening at these FFAs. Um, in Elmwood, that's a first year teacher, Haley Bear, and she just is it, the excitement. The kids are excited and they're doing some new things and different things. And 
I think that a lot of times that's what happens when you get a, a different teacher in because they just have different talents that they bring to the group and over in Ellsworth, always a great chapter, always a lot of things going on. Heard a lot about community service and giving back to the farmers and uh, the pancake from pancake feeds to taking part in the, the parade. And it's just always is good to hear about the um, FFA members thinking outside themselves and doing something for uh, the greater good, I guess I'll call it. So, and of course, I did go to uh, Sollers and I got some meat sticks because they're my favorite. And I did go to Ellsworth Creamery and picked up some cheese because how can you go to Ellsworth without getting cheese? So we better get back to some of the stuff we're going to be covering today. We're going to talk about the conflicts in the Red Sea. We're a lot of uh, discussion about milk production in Wisconsin, the 24 major milk producing states, and milk production for the last quarter. I found that interesting as well. And the 2024 Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo will be taking place next Thursday and Friday, February 1st and 2nd at the Kalahari Resort and Convention Center in Wisconsin Dells. The event consists of a trade show, and it's a huge trade show, educational sessions, and the opportunity to network with attendees and presenters. The Wisconsin Pork Association has their annual meeting in conjunction with the Corn Soy Expo, and that's at the Kalahari. And I think the game plan is to go down there a day, but I've heard from Bob a little bit, and I'm not sure exactly when he's getting back, and I don't know what the game plan is, so... We will find out next week what we're going to be doing. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wisconsin FFA alumni and supporters. It's become something that's very important to me because I can see all the help that they do for the FFA members out there. Cheryl Steinbach. She is the Wisconsin FFA alumni and supporters executive director. What is the focus of being part of the FFA Alumni and Supporters? The Alumni and Supporters organization really has four primary roles. We like to let people know that we can give to help support our FFA programs, our ag education programs, classrooms, and the teachers in numerous ways. But we kind of look at it in a four-model example where we can give of our four T's, if you would, We can, first of all, give of our testimony, and the testimony means that we are advocates. We can go out there and tell the story, help spread the word about the value of the things the students are learning in the classroom, the things they're gaining from their experiences in FFA, and just help to advocate for the programs. The next thing we can do is give of our talents. By being a Given our talents, we can be a mentor to those FFA members. There's opportunities that their career development events, for example, where there's competitions for them to um, show their various skills. We can mentor them. We can coach those teams. We can take our expertise and help them develop. And by doing that, we're, we're helping the ag teacher because there's like 25 different CDE events, and ag teachers coaching 25 teams is is not possible. So by being alumni, we can mentor. We can also open up our, you know, um, skills for leadership development skills and teaching them how to compete in competitions in that direction. But then there's the giving of our time. By 
being a volunteer, we can give time to help in all kinds of ways, whether we're going to help with fundraising events that they're doing or we're going to chaperone, possibly maybe take them on a, a trip or whatever. And then the last one is the one that most people are already automatically think of as a supporter, and that's the being giving of our treasures and being donators. But we recognize not everybody's in the position to give financially. Some people can make um, cash contributions or businesses can do that, but there's also other ways to donate, and that's like materials for the classroom or supplies for FFA events and things like that. So we can give and share those resources. So time, talent, testimony, and treasures Give those and help support the FFA students, the agriculture teacher, and the overall ag ed program in FFA. And I've noticed that some of the most successful FFAs have such a strong FFA supporter, FFA alumni and supporters group right behind them. Well, it is time to take a look at our temperatures around the area, and they're pretty consistent. We've got 35 in Eau Claire, Rice Lake, Wausau. We've got 34 in Medford, Green Bay, La Crosse, and Madison. And we've got 33 in Marshfield. And Milwaukee is sitting at 36 with rain and snow. And we're just going to, there's not a lot of movement on our temperature. Only getting up to 38, so only gaining a little bit. But it's going to be drizzly out there and kind of wet. So... I'm thinking there might be a nap in order with my busy week this week, this afternoon. And our uh, weather is pretty consistent, but I'm hoping for some sun to come out here soon. Partial sun on Sunday, and then into next week, low 40s and a little more sun. It's time for our first look at our markets, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And our cash livestock choice-fed beef steers are 170 to 183, with mixed steers 142 to 169. Choice-fed beef heifers are 172 to 181, with mixed heifers at 123 to 171. Finished dairy cross steers and heifers are 150 to 178, and choice-fed Holstein steers are 147 to 154, with those select and silage-fed steers 120 to 146. Cows are 80 to 132. Bulls are 95 to 112. Butcher hogs are 25 to 54. Sows are 17 to 24, with boars at 10 to 16. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are 165 to $2. Feeder lambs are $2 to $3. Ewes are 75 to 140, with small goats at 25 to 185. Medium goats at 105 to 230. Large goats are 180 to 350, and nanny goats at 25 to 275. And taking a look at our futures markets, they're all trending upward today, and upward in big chunks even. So our live cattle futures for February, 177.72 up to 37. April, 180.70 up to thirty two $2.35. June, $177.60, up another $2.15. And August, $177.57, up $1.85. And our feeder cattle market, or our feeder cattle futures, they are also trending upward. January, $232.02, up $0.20. March, $238.17, up $4.40. April, $2.00. 243.92 up $4.12 and May 249.25 up another $4.15.
and our lean hog carcasses, those are trending upward as well. February 74.30, up 40 cents. April 82.55, up 52 cents. May 87.30, up 37 cents. And June 95.25, up another 40 cents. And moving on over to our Chicago Board of Trade. March corn sitting at 449, down two and a half cents. March oats, 363, down a penny and a half. March soybeans, 1219, down three and a half cents. And our March soybean meal is $356 a ton, down $2. And March wheat, 606, down six cents. And our cheese markets. Barrels are sitting at 144, down one and three quarters. 40 pound blocks, 152 and a quarter, up two and a quarter. And our gray double A butters at 268 and three quarters, up 11 cents. I haven't seen that one go up that much at a time. And our class three milk futures, they're looking a little bit better. The arrows are going the upward direction today. So January 1520, up two cents. February 1586 up 28 cents, March up 29 cents to 1615, April up another 14 cents to 1654, and May sitting at 1713 up 4 cents, and that market is trending upward through the end of the year. And that's kind of refreshing to see because usually I say that one is trending downward. And we're going to roll into some farm news brought to you by Christensen Sales of Company. So conflicts in the red on the Red Sea are expected to hurt agriculture exports from Ukrainian farmers, according to the Ukrainian agriculture minister. The, mo- the movement of commodities on the Red Sea has been slowed by the attacks on cargo ships, forcing those shippers to go around the southern tip of Africa to reach Asian markets. Ukraine has had strong grain exports in December, but the Ag Minister believes the rerouting and shipping delays will have a ripple effect in the months to come. Now we're going to talk milk production here in Wisconsin. During December, totaled 2.67 billion pounds. That's up only slightly from December 2022 According to the latest USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service milk production report, the average number of milk cows in Wisconsin was 1.27 million head, the same as November and December 2022. Monthly average milk production per cow was up 10 pounds from last December to 2,105 pounds. And milk production in the 24 major states during December totaled 18.1 billion pounds. That's down one-tenth of 1% compared to 2022. Production per cow in those same states went up just one pound for an average of 2,030 pounds. The number of milk cows in the 24 major states was 8.9 million head in December, unchanged from November, but down 17,000 head compared to December 2022. California led the nation in total milk production in December with 3.45 billion pounds, but Wisconsin was second in production, followed by Texas, Idaho, and New York, all producing right around that 1.3 billion pounds during the month of December. And milk production for the last quarter of the year, and these are some, I just found these interesting, 
in the United States totaled 55.6 billion pounds. That's down six-tenths of a percent compared to the same quarter in 2022. The average number of milk cows on our farms during the October-December quarter was 9.36 million head. That's 16,000 less than the July-September quarter and 44,000 less than the same period last year. Sounds to me like we're doing more with fewer cows as it Maybe I think it's the genetics and all those other things that go into factors, the feed, the genetics, and everything else. So that's a look at our first look at our farm news brought to you by Christensen Sales. We're going to be doing a few more chores, and then we'll be hearing from Charity. And she's talking chocolate milk and a chocolate milk campaign. And I think that sounds pretty delicious. What do you refuel your bodies with after a workout? Maybe water or Gatorade? Well, students at the Keele High School refuel with chocolate milk. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And Emmy Newberg, the Keele agriculture teacher and FFA advisor, has partnered with local dairy farms to supply every student involved with after-school curriculars chocolate milk through their chocolate milk initiative program. She says this project took about a year to make possible. Our chocolate milk initiative is a program that gives students that are involved in extracurricular activities a chance to refuel their body uh, with chocolate milk after their event. Any extracurricular activities are involved, so it can be basketball, lifting weights, wrestling, musical, or play practice, anything like that. All of those students get the opportunity to refuel their bodies using chocolate milk. How did this idea really come about? What was maybe the need behind why you guys created this? Did something happen or just kind of an idea spark? Take me thoroughly that thought process of getting to start this now, this initiative. One of the dairymen that is actually our big sponsor on this, they heard about this idea happening at another high school nearby. They then passed that idea along to one of our school board members, who's also a dairyman, that passed it along to myself, our FFA alumni and supporters, and the athletic director. So it took us probably a year to get this going. I think we learned about it last fall, but I didn't want to take that out of my first year teaching because that was a little bit too much for me. But I'm glad we got it started in my second year. Um, I guess the real need is to educate, you know, the public or students or whoever in any instance to educate them about agriculture, more specifically dairy. Um, So when this idea was brought up, I was immediately intrigued and wanted to do it. How do you select the dairy sponsors for each month? Is there a certain criteria that you use to consider in those selections? Or what is the process of being able to have them sponsor and then recognize them? When we really started working towards this, Julie from Soaring Eagle, um, she's the one who actually brought it to our attention. So she took the initiative on writing sponsor letters. So she kind of just wrote up a letter from her, myself, and then our athletic director, Steve Walsh. And she sent it to dairies in our Keele Area School District, basically explaining the benefits and the importance of this program. We figured out a rough monthly cost to sponsor this program. So those dairies then sent in a check to the Keele FFA alumni. And uh, right now we have seven dairy farms who have contributed. And we have, you know, enough 
money or funds in that account to just continue sponsoring milk, at least throughout the the end of the school year and going into next year. We've had several local dairies that have sent in money to sponsor a month. Um, Those dairies include Soaring Eagle Dairy, Drake Dairy, Beezies, Fitzpine, and so, so many more. So speaking of that, maybe cost, can you give us a rough estimate of what it actually is taking to be able to put this on, what kind of an impact these dairy sponsors are really having? Um, We have each dairy sponsor roughly $500 a month or what they can afford that month. So we've had dairies send in anywhere from 200 up to 1,000. How do you involve students in this process? Maybe that's from helping choose those sponsors or reaching out to them, understanding the importance of dairy products in their diet. Really take me through how you're involving them or even just educating them on the nutritional benefits of chocolate milk and why chocolate milk in the first place. Uh, our cooler is being stocked every week by my FFA members, um, one or two of them, usually in the morning on a Monday. This week it was a Tuesday because of the cold. Um, they will go up to the kitchen and grab the milk and then go unlock the cooler. And, you know, if there's any stuff from last week that's not expired, they'll bring it to the front and restock the back. But that's the FFA member's job. Um, the Each month we have a... We change out our sponsor dairy poster, so it's kind of me just putting their logo on a poster so students recognize where that milk is coming from, uh, like who's funding it. So for January, it's Soaring Eagle Dairy because they were the first donation we received. Uh, on the cooler, I also have a fast fact about how chocolate milk hel- helps replenish nutrients after a workout. So students in any after-school activities can participate, sports, a workout, and then they can all, all enjoy chocolate milk. The nutritional benefits of chocolate milk, they there's a number of them. It has a high water content, so it helps hydrate you after workout. There are more carbs and proteins in milk rather than sports drinks, so it helps replenish tired muscles quicker. And milk is also considered one of America's top-rated food sources of calcium, vitamin D, and potassium. And you mentioned that these sponsors are helping to be able to get that milk, but where exactly is that milk coming from? Or can you describe the relationship to be able to get that? We do roughly 200 cartons a week. So we actually have the kitchen staff add that or separate order it for us. So it comes through Kemmer Milk Supply, which is where we get our milk for the school from. And basically they'll store it for us until we're ready to restock the cooler. And then they're going to be invoicing the Keel FFA alumni because they are the ones collecting the money. So then that's kind of how that relationship works. What are some of the, maybe the educational benefits or objectives tied into this initiative beyond providing that chocolate milk? You mentioned why chocolate milk is important, but how does this really tie into agricultural education and your classes? Um, I believe that educating those around us, so in my case, students, about the benefits of all egg products, but especially dairy products, will help the egg industry as a whole. Um, I know in recent years, the dairy industry has had some negatives around it, but I think the disconnect between farmers and the public is just a lack of education that the public has about dairies. So normal people don't know what actually goes on on a dairy farm. They have no idea how much their dairymen love and care for their animals and even the planet, and they only choose to see what the media shows. So I think that educating my students about egg and dairy products will only help them become better, more informed consumers into their adult life. What feedback have you received so far from students or maybe even the public? So feedback has been great so far. In the first week, you know, not knowing how much we would go through, we ordered 200 cartons. Uh, By the end of that week, there were less than 20 cartons remaining. And that wasn't even a full week of school. That was only um, four days. 
So kids are really excited about it and using it properly. Um, I actually heard that the swim team was super excited about like the chocolate milk, especially when I go down and unlock it. Like I've gotten great feedback about that. Um, the fitness center workers like the idea and they've helped by locking the cooler after hours. Um, from the public, we have heard that they are very much in support as well as love the idea. They believe it's a great opportunity for our kids as well to benefit and love the community support as there's no cost to the students at all. Can you tell me a little bit about the sponsors or those that really help make this possible? Yeah, we have a number of sponsors. Our Keel FFA alumni collects donations from the local dairies, and then they'll also be you know, reimbursing the kitchen here at the high school. Um, the donations from the dairies help us fund the milk that goes into the cooler. Um, the cooler was per- purchased by the Keel High School Athletic Department, and the Keel FFA helps manage the cooler, like stocking and unlocking it. You mentioned that there's a sponsor basically up until the end of the school year. But what are the steps for after that? Are you guys working on getting sponsors for maybe during the summer for any of that summer programming for education or looking to grow the amount of chocolate milk you're able to give? Or when is that future look for even next year for you guys? I think um, as of right now, no surrounding schools have this program going on. So And I've had really good feedback from even dairies that I've worked with in the past and worked on that they would even be willing to sponsor a month. So I think after this year, it's going beyond maybe the Keele School District. Um, You know, we we only reached out to those dairies in our district because it is something that is only happening at this high school right now. Um, My hope is, you know, that other high schools would like to follow suit. But looking at summer months, I hadn't even considered it, but that's a conversation that I need to have with our athletic director and our kitchen department. But I would love to be able to sponsor milk for all of those students that are here during the summer, either doing, you know, our summer school play or doing summer sports or football camps or band camps or whatever they whatever they do in summer here. Roughly how many students do you know are taking advantage of this or just how many are you impacting? But then also... This is just in the high school. So are there plans to maybe move it into middle school or elementary school opportunities at all? I know that right now, at this very moment, we have the basketball team, which is a number of kids. We have the wrestling team, and we have a fairly big wrestling team. Um, I guess both basketball teams. Um, And anybody who works out in the fitness center. So I guess there's a lot of kids involved in winter sports, but I know there's probably even more involved in spring sports. So... I guess in spring, if we seem to be running low on milk after a certain number of days, we might have to consider ordering more. Um, As far as the middle school goes, I think we're just kind of going to run it for a year at the high school and maybe see where that gets us and how the response has been. And then we could think about putting a cooler down in the middle school as well. I just think that's really a neat idea to provide that chocolate milk to the athletes, but Provide it to everybody, in my opinion, and it gets them, maybe it'll change some habits and we'll get more milk consumption out there because I always think that's a good goal. And that was Emmy Newberg. She's part of the Keel uh, School District and getting that chocolate milk out there. And as we move through our morning, we get to hear from Morgan McCarthy and some local news. Good morning, Morgan. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. 
The search for a suspect in a local check fraud case continues. Wisconsin Crime Alert Network saying the suspect opened checking accounts at both Dairy State Bank and Citizens Bank in Menominee earlier this month by using a fake driver's license. A few days later, they say the suspect came back and cashed fake checks as well. There are pictures and more information online. If you know anything, you're asked to take that to authorities715newsroom.com. In other headlines, a Chippewa Falls man picks up a sixth OWI. It was Thursday, about 11.30 a.m. yesterday, when Lake Halley police got reports of a green SUV weaving all over the road and striking a curb as it entered the Walmart, eventually learning it was registered to an owner who had a revoked privilege and conducted a traffic stop with Tobias Bash from Chippewa Falls, backing his SUV into a marked patrol squad and fleeing. Eventually, Bash stopped. Sobriety tests show a .23. Bash arrested, now facing multiple charges. As our community continues to grapple with the many layers of reaction after the announcement that HS. HS and Prevea leave our area. Now a local campus does the same. UW Stout yesterday saying it will need a new student health care provider once Prevea closes clinics in April. Prevea currently runs the student health services clinic in Menominee. The university yesterday said they're exploring options. Staying in the health care slice of the pie across Wisconsin, more than 266,000 Wisconsinites are enrolled in state health coverage for 2024, and that's a record-breaking number. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services say that it's a 20% increase from the 2000. 2023 open enrollment period. Though the open enrollment period is over, if you have large life changes, like maybe marriage or having a baby or a sudden health coverage loss, you may be able to enroll through the year and will create a hub for continued reaction and resources at 715newsroom.com. And calling all parrot heads, you want to put a smile on your face heading into the weekend, it's Jimmy Buffett Day at the state capitol in Florida, and now they're going to put it on the plates instead of the margarita glasses. This demonstrates the power that music and philanthropy philanthropy and public service can have. They create a legacy for this state that transcends notes. Passing bills to rename State Road A1A as the Jimmy Buffett Memorial Highway, and there will be a new Margaritaville specialty license plate as well. This plate uh, is going to empower Singing for Change to honor Jimmy's spirit of giving and continue orchestrating positive change when it's needed the most, when a natural disaster hits and Floridians need to rebuild their lives. Buffett dying in September of last year at 76 years old. But of course, around these parts, it might be less about the blended or margarita on the rocks and instead a cold glass of milk. We better get that first. And those chores have to get done in the barn with Jill Welke and your Midwest Farm Report. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. And earlier in the show, you heard from Cheryl Steinbach about... The reason for the FFA Alumni and Supporters Group and how you can, how a member can help out those FFAs be successful. Well, they have their convention coming up and uh, we got a little bit of a rundown of what's going to be happening. Oh, it's just around the corner. It's going to be held on, on February 2nd and 3rd um, coming up here in Green Bay. It's going to be at the Hyatt Regency and the KI Convention Center. And it is an opportunity for us to share um, together with members throughout the state, and we basically gather, uh, we, first of all, we have opportunity for meetings. We can meet in our small group sections, and then the large sections can get together through opportunities, but our past presidents get together. We have workshops for members to attend throughout the, the weekend where they can gain resources for themselves individually, as well as how they can become more resourceful for um, assisting in their chapter programs. The state FSA officer team has a very vital role in our program and that they help with a lot of the programs and they even do a special reflections program to kind of help members think about um, 
how they're helping it and what they can better do to help. We gather, um, we have two auctions. We're having an auction Friday night and Saturday night where we have the opportunity. We This is a fundraiser for us, so it's an opportunity for people to then uh, make some purchases and donate and things like that as well. There's some entertainment, but we have our business meeting. Our annual meeting um, happens during the convention, and this year we're looking at a, a small bylaws change. So we're going to try to add to that a little bit and give us a little bit of flexibility because we got really lucky that we were able to find a spot. So um, just some of those kinds of things, we elect a new vice president, and that person then serves on the executive council for a four-year term, moving up to um, vice president they start as. They move to president-elect, president, and then they stay on as past president. We are having something new this year. Um, we're recognizing uh, we've got a great committee that's worked really hard to to try to promote this. Anyone that served in the sections that are hosting the convention, so sections 6, 8, and 9 this year, are hosting our convention. And we're bringing back people that have served either as past state FFA officers or past members of the Wisconsin Alumni and Supporters Council. And we're going to have a little special recognition for them um, during the luncheon as well. We give out awards to all the uh, numerous individuals and chapters for various things. And we're having opportunity that we're having a raffle going on and this year's raffle is going to be a, a meat raffle we've got 12 different meat bundle packages that are going to be given away on saturday night so we got a whole slew of things going and then we can't forget there's a little entertainment in the evening so uh really just an opportunity for our members to get together network share ideas gain information from each other, and then help us to gather our resources so that we as a state association can continue to support those programs. We support them through grants for the FFA chapters. We support them through contributions for the Wisconsin Association of Agriculture Educators for their professional development program. We offer scholarships to our students for Washington Leadership Conference, as well as provide we're a platinum sponsor for the Wisconsin FFA State Convention that's held in June, which provides the opportunities um, for the live streaming so people can watch that on their computers if they're not able to go down there. We help support the uh, keynote speakers as well as a lot of the other activities and things that go on at the State Convention. So we help raise funds at this convention that then we can help at the state level. So like we've got the people at the local level that support their local chapters with doing their fundraising, and our convention happens to be one of our bigger fundraisers as well. Well, I'm looking forward to gathering in Green Bay for the Wisconsin FFA Alumni and Supporters Convention. That's on February 2nd and 3rd. I think I'm going to enjoy some of those raffles and the networking. It's always good to touch base with other people around the state that are taking an active role in supporting our FFA members. And that was Cheryl Steinbach, Wisconsin State FFA Alumni and Supporters Executive Director. I'm going to do a few calendar items. So next week, on Monday of the 29th, at the Northwoods Tech in Rice Lake, the Extension DNR are going to host the annual CAFO workshops. Now, these are for concentrated animal feeding operations of a 1,000 animals or more, and they're going to have topics um, like manure application, there it's a lot of it's designed for producers with or considering the CAFO permits. So if you don't know what quite 
is going on, I would reach out to your extension and find out more. And the event runs from 10 till 3.30, and that's on Monday at the Northwoods Tech in Rice Lake. And then on Tuesday, they have the same type of event. The panel discussions might be a little bit different. But on Tuesday the 30th at El Nortino in Curtis, from 10 till 3.30, they're going to have another meeting that is very similar. So reaching out, getting that education out. And the DATCAP wants to remind producers to apply for crop insurance premium rebates for planting cover crops through January 31st. So you have until next Wednesday. And it, that is a $5 per acre rebate on their summer 2024 crop insurance pr- premium for cover crops that were planted in 2023 and then plant that same area is planted with an insurable crop in 2024. And the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation is going to be having their egg day at the Capitol on Wednesday, January 31st at the Monona Terrace in Madison. Registration begins at 11. Program starts at 11.30 with a lunch. And then after lunch, they're going to be going to the offices of their legislators. So between 3 and 5 p.m. So that's the Ag Day at the Capitol. Registration, you can still register for it. So go to the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's website to learn out, learn more about that. And I've been talking about conventions. And earlier I mentioned the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. That'll be on Thursday and Friday. It starts at 8 o'clock in the morning and goes till 3 in the afternoon. And that's at the Kalahari Resort and Convention Center in Wisconsin Dells. And the, in conjunction with that convention, the Wisconsin Pork Association has their annual meeting. So it's the Pork Association. There's a lot of meetings down there to get you up to date on things, as well as the Wisconsin FFA Alumni and Supporters Convention. That's next Friday and Saturday. And I had a toy show uh, flyer come across for next Sunday, February 4th. The Central Wisconsin Farm Toy Show is being held at the Wisconsin or Marshfield Senior High Fieldhouse. So, and that includes a pedal pole. So, I think that's a lot of activities this next weekend, a lot of places to go. Hopefully the weather cooperates so everybody gets where they need to be. So we are going to slide on over to Altoona Equity and hear from Jim Lindsay on how the markets went. Choice beef steers and heifers dollar forty five to dollar sixty nine. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar forty five to dollar sixty four. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar fifty to a dollar fifty eight. Choice Holstein steers dollar forty to a dollar forty nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar thirty nine and down. Top twenty percent of the cow cows sold from dollar two to a dollar twelve at the top of a dollar thirteen. Sixty percent of the cows sold from sixty eight to a dollar one. Bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from sixty seven and down. Organic market from Tuesday eighty percent of the organic cows sold from dollar nineteen to a dollar forty seven. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from a dollar eighteen and down. Cow bulls sold from ninety five to a dollar fifteen. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety five pound up Holstein bull calves sold from two hundred and seventy to four hundred and thirty five dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from two hundred and seventy dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from three hundred and forty to six hundred and ninety dollars per head. 
Our next special feeder sale is Friday, February 2nd, starting at noon. We will feature bred beef cows at the sale. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. That was Jim Lindsay from Equity Altoona, but I've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford right here on the line. Well, good morning to you, Jill. Uh, been an interesting week, and the markets have been uh, pretty good for this week, so we'll tell the folks about how it closed out. Yep, let's get a review. All right, thank you, Jill, and good morning, everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, like I mentioned, the uh, cow market uh, fully steady this week. Uh, demand continues to be good pretty much on all classes of livestock this week. On the market cows on the close yesterday, high-yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows are selling from 96 to $1.11. We did top this week in Stratford at 114 Most of the cows that we sold this week sold between 72 and 95 with your thinner cows and those light carcass cows, $70 and below. On the organic market. Now, these are the organic cows. They were sold on Tuesday, selling mostly from 130 to 141. Back to the regular conventional type cattle on the fed cattle trade this past week. Choice grading Holstein steers uh, were selling mostly from uh, uh, 134 to 149. High yielding choice and strictly prime Holsteins from 150 to 157. Select grading cattle under finished cattle, uh, 125 and below. On the bull market now, these are conventional market bulls, uh, mostly, selling mostly from 95 to $1.17. Uh, bulls did stop, top this week at 121. Lighter weight bulls, 90 and below. Very strong calf market this week. Good demand on the calves. A good quality 92, 130-pound Holstein bull calves. And they were selling mostly from 250 to $500. We did top at 590 That was on Monday's auction. Heifer calves, a little better demand, especially earlier in the week, uh, mostly from 75 to 260 uh, And the uh, beef calves, again, continue to be very, very strong, 350 to 700 and uh, earlier in the week on Monday's auction, a lot of these beef calves from 700 up to a top of 800. So that's how the week has uh, ended here, and we are at Friday, of course, and looking ahead to next week, full marketing week on schedule here at Equity Stratford. Our next uh, auction, of course, will be on Monday. Our next hay auction will be next Tuesday. Our next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday, the last day of January. So, Jill, that's all we have for the folks this morning. Folks, enjoy your weekend. It's warm. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. Well, it is time for our last look at our markets. At the Chicago Board of Trade, March corn is at four forty nine, down two and a half cents. March oats three sixty three, down a penny and a half. March soybeans twelve nineteen, down three and a half cents. March soybean meal is at three hundred fifty six dollars a ton, down two dollars. And our March wheat is at six oh six, down six cents. And our country elevator prices: Golden Plump corn is four sixteen, and Baldwin three eighty four and eleven thirty four for beans. Chippewa Falls and Connersville three eighty two for corn and eleven forty seven for beans. And Duran three seventy nine and eleven twenty four. Mondovi three eighty four and eleven twenty nine. Elmwood three eighty nine for corn and eleven thirty four for beans. Fall Creek is three seventy nine and eleven twenty four, and Osseo three ninety four for corn and eleven thirty four for beans. Elk Mound three eighty nine and eleven forty one. Sparta three ninety four for corn and eleven thirty for beans. Ellsworth three seventy four and eleven twenty nine. 
and in Loyal, 389 and 1130, and in Arcadia, 409 and 1140, and our ethanol plants, Boyceville, 403 for corn, Stanley, 409, New Richmond, 404. And our cheese markets, barrels are 144, down one and three quarter cents. 40 pound blocks are 152 and a quarter, up two and a quarter. Our gray double A butters at 268 and three quarters, up 11 cents. And our class three milk futures, those arrows are finally going the opposite direction. For January 1520, up two cents. February 1586, up 28 cents. March, up 29 cents to 1615. April 1657, up 14 cents. And May 1713, up four cents. And trending upward through the end of the year. And that's what I have for the farm show for this morning. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other.